Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi guys, I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. And I'm Andy Murray from What Culture. And coming up today, we are going to tell you all about Retribution getting buried on WWE Raw. And on top of that, yes, AJ Styles does indeed have a new bodyguard. Plus, the SmackDown hacker was finally revealed on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. And good news, we've got a match on Hell in a Cell that isn't Hell in a Cell. I'll update you on the whole match card in just a few minutes. This is the news. Right, let's kick things off with the correct usage of perhaps the most overused word in wrestling today, buried. It's a word that gets thrown around anytime someone takes a simple singles loss. It's an easy one for people who like overreacting to things and perhaps lack the analytical skill to go into greater detail and be a bit more nuanced. It's an easy crutch and it's easy to throw around, particularly when you're hysterical and mad online. But Retribution were buried on last night's episode of WWE Raw. And make no mistake, this was a classic old school on your way out of the company burial that you'd see time and time again over the years. We're going to have you take a emphatic shellacking on your way out, put the next guy over, you're done, they're in. Except Retribution aren't done and they're continuing and they cut a promo later in the show. Here's what happened. Raw opened up with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss in the ring, just being spooky and stuff. Uh, Retribution and their shiny new theme music hit. They kind of surrounded the spookers, uh, hinting at what would come later on. We then had a four-person tag team match. It was Retribution in their first match with Ali as leader against The Hurt Business, and they just lost. They lost in 11 minutes. Uh, It was a submission in the end. Uh, Bobby Lashley tapping out or submitting T-Bar. Which is not good, right? When you're supposed to be the, this heel unit that projects dominance and chaos. It's not really great if you're losing your very first match together with your new leader by submission. But if that wasn't bad enough, 
Who comes out? It's the spook god himself, Bray Wyatt, and he literally just beats everyone up. He takes everyone out. In the end, T-Bar uh, takes a sister Abigail for Ali, and the burial was complete. Um, I mean, from start to finish, Retribution has kind of been like, well, this is how not to book a heel stable with any level of credibility. And in recent weeks, we've had Ali coming out as the leader. You might think, okay, well, whatever I think of the stable so far, this is at least progress. I like Ali, he's good, maybe they'll do something cool. But then the very next week, they don't deliver the announcement or the, the uh, explanation that they were promising. They just forget about it. They don't put the guys on TV at all. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is removed for some reason. And then last night, they have them beat, and then they get beaten up by the murder clowns. So, Adam Wilborn, um, have you got your shovel there, brother? It was just astonishing what they did with them last night. I could not believe what I was watching. Um, yeah, like you say, it, it's almost as though the moment they installed Mustafa Ali as leader, they should have, ah, bored of this now. Put that toy down. Let's go and play with this one instead. Like, they gave up instantly and and it was the polar opposite to everyone else everyone else when mustafa ali got well a few people at least when mustafa ali got input as leader went maybe this can be good maybe this is going to be all right <laughs> mustafa and it's like wwe just did a complete 180 like you say completely forgot to do the whole uh, you think you deserve an explanation you're not getting an explanation it's your fault sort of thing that they always seem to do with these sorts of things just didn't do it last week despite promising it one of the few things they actually promoted for last week's show and then yeah they got lost by submission and then just got destroyed by the fiend yeah. Wow. And then later on, as we seg seamlessly into the second story, Mustafa Ali went, oh yeah, you know that, you know that whole Smackdown Hacker thing from a while back? You know what I mean? Yes, the Smackdown Hacker has been revealed. It's who we all thought it was going to be, Mustafa Ali. But it was done in the most like nonchalant way in just a backstage promo with no like, you know, I, I know WWE tends to go OTT with these sorts of things, but it'd be nice just to be, like, shown clips of the things that he revealed or the stuff that he hacked into or whatever. He just went, no, I did it because you, you uh, bloody bastards, WWE. So I did it. Which, I, I mean, to be fair, the, what, there was, was one part of me because, um, I, like, the week he got revealed as the leader of Retribution we were going to do a whole thing about how WWE completely neglected the SmackDown Hackstore and I'd just forgotten about it. Um, and then, yeah, all this happened. So, long-term storytelling, Andy Murray. There you go. Yeah, the, the, the frustrating thing about situations like this when they come up, and okay, so they found a way to tie this... Um, the SmackDown hacker thing. They've, they've picked the loose end out of the sky and finally tied it up, whatever, whatever. But the frustrating about things like this when they happen is that you will legitimately have people telling you that this is great long-term storytelling purely because the last development was like six months ago or whatever. Not taking into account the whole baby face return for Mustafa Ali on Raw and working valiantly for several months between all of this and the fact that WWE just blatantly decided, ah, just get rid of this story. Storyline, don't need this for now. All of that, Mustafa Ali's the retribution leader. Yeah, we can paint this as something genius uh, all along. It's a classic case of people doing WWE's work for them. Uh, I'm ultimately glad that we don't have that friend, Fred, friend, uh, dangling around anymore and whatever. We can finally put the hacker stuff to, to rest. We can stop debating it and all that stuff. But, you know, the, the hacker storyline was as ineffective as retribution has been so far. So I guess the whole thing 
kind of makes sense. Surely, surely, by the way, it was really easy to book last night's Raw. We talked about this, myself and Hamlet, on the Raw previews, available as a podcast right now. We'll be reviewing Raw later on. What culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. You have Retribution, sorry, Retribution, come in and destroy that Keith Lee Braun Strowman match, which was crap and was just getting kicked in the dick, both both wrestlers being low blow, but also it felt like getting kicked in the dick whilst watching it. Have them ruin that match, which protects them and still makes them look strong because they destroy these two big hosses. And then you can have The Fiend do his weird Firefly Funhouse bollocks. And then that's kept separate. Uh, Astonishing. Please tell me, Andy, about the one good thing from last night's show. A big George. Yes! <laughs> big George. Big George! Um, we reported yesterday a report from Fightful Select stating that WWE were considering putting Jordan Omogbehin, Omogbehin. I'm terrible at pronouncing these things, that's why I've given you both options. Uh, he was going to be linked up with AJ Styles. There was talk that he was going to be the manager, uh, the, the bodyguard, sorry. And that came in to play last night. Uh, AJ just came out with Big George by his side. Big man was looking all imposing. AJ cut a trash-talking promo from the safety of this guy's colossal shadow that he casts all over the world because he's like 90 feet tall. Uh, AJ has a match with Matt Riddle after that. Jordan doesn't get directly involved. Uh, He doesn't put hands on Matt Riddle. That's what I mean there. But he kind of walks up to him and clenches a fist like, I'm going to get you. Uh, Riddle goes back in the ring and immediately loses via Styles Clash. So... It came into play. We don't need to break this apart too much. We spoke about it in great detail yesterday, but glad to see the big man get a new big role after the collapse of Raw Underground. He is massive and uh, he looked like a completely, you know, like maybe three times AJ's body mass when he was standing by beside him. It was awesome. Do you know what he reminded me of? The big ninja. I wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love Big George. We've talked about it for quite some time. Um, Ever since, uh, I remember doing a report, I think maybe last year, uh, about him when he was just working a, you know, just a uh, like a, a house show development on the sort of development on the Largo loop, basically. And <laughs> just a shot of him in a ring with, as AJ Styles was, people just like barely up to his nipples. Like when they were standing opposite him, him just lobbing and left and right. I mean, he almost, he almost didn't leave the ring, did he, yesterday? The referee was like, please leave the ring, I've got to do my job. But yeah, so excited to see what they do with him. Obviously, it seems like it's inevitable he's going to turn on AJ Styles and that's going to be a match. And Oh, AJ Styles is going to sell wonderfully for him. He's going to fly through the air, but really excited to see what they do with this. And very quickly, seeing as we've, we talked about this yesterday and we've got a bit of a gap, can I just use this moment, Andy Murray, to say, what the f***? Are they doing with Peyton Royce? They've gone, you know what we need to do? You know, we've got to refresh the whole thing. Right, we'll, we'll split the Iconics up. Okay, we'll put, put Billy Hale smack now. Oh, bollocks. What are we going to do with Peyton Royce now? Let's put her in a wacky odd couple tag team with Lacey Evans like we haven't had a million of them in the last month or so. She gets put off by Lacey taking off her skirt. What are they doing? It's not good. It's not good. Anyway, Elias. I just, I need a minute. Because, anyway. Really? 
you got to be joking me. Okay, uh, right, let's update you on the Hell in a Cell card. There's already three Hell in a Cell matches that was already on there, that being Universal Title, I Quit match, the WWE Championship match, and, of course, the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, Sasha and Bailey taking place inside Hell in a Cell. And now Elias versus Jeff Hardy has been added after last night's epic Elias Rock concert was ruined by Jeff Hardy just just playing the bit. Slashing some guitar. I don't know. I can't play any <laughs> musical instruments, I've got to be honest. Triangle's my forte. But yeah, Elias versus Jeff Hardy. That's going to be fun, I suppose. Questions. Okay, let's move on to your Twitter questions. At WhatCultureWWE, of course, you want to get in touch with us. First question today comes from Big Joe 83 who says, I'm not a big fan of the Shorty G gimmick, as uh, like a lot of things WWE does, it underutilizes Gable's potential. Do you think he should be repackaged as a disciple of Seth Rollins? And who else would thrive under Rollins currently? Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty logical idea because the, that gimmick is it's kind of similar to the Dark Order in AEW about scooping up people who are down on their luck and indoctrinating them a little bit and so forth and bringing them under the wing. Um, my question would be, are we still invested in the Seth Rollins bit? Are we still uh, buying into the Messiah gimmick? I've kind of lost my investment in it a little bit. I feel like the gimmick's kind of jumped the shark perhaps and it's not quite as effective as it used to be. So subjectively, I think if you're still invested in this, someone like Chad Gable would be a great person to throw under his wing and so forth. And it would get Chad on TV more often, which is good because he's awesome. Um, but I don't know if you feel like that gimmick has, has outlived its use like I have. I just kind of want to see something new. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we've already also seen someone be a part of the group and then split away and feud with Rollins a little bit, and that's pretty seems set to continue uh, on Friday Night SmackDown. So I just have Gable become Chad Gable again because yeah. Shorty G is terrible, and just have him keep bubbling under, and then as and when you need him, just as a he'd be a perfect B-level pay-per-view challenger for for the Tribal Chief. He's gonna get murdered. They're all going to get murdered. No one should ever take the title off Roman Reigns, in my opinion, right now. But imagine if he just, you know, like they did with bloody Jinder, if they just went, you know what, land of opportunity, anyone could could do this. We're just going to put loads of people in a big match, uh, whether it's a battle royal, fatal five-way or whatever it may be. And whoever wins that will get a title shot. And then just have him be that. And then put in a really good display, but get murdered by Roman Reigns, because he's the best thing about WWE right now. Uh, second question today comes from the Slime Lord on Twitter, who says, much love, first and foremost, huge fan. I start my day with you guys every morning. Thank you very much. Uh, and one question, do you think with The Fiend's current rise that we'll get The Fiend versus The Phenom at one of the big four <laughs> before Taker retires? Ah, oh, the eternal question, Andy. I think the, you know, if you're going to get that match, I think it's going to be a cinematic match. Um, I think they could, they could feasibly put that together. I mean, they could w come up with some kind of wacky fusion of the Firefly Funhouse match and the Boneyard match, or maybe something new entirely. Um, I could definitely see that happening, but if it's a traditional match, I think there is more chance of me regrowing a full head of hair. Um, but a cinematic <laughs> match, I, I could see them doing that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, final question today comes from Mark Sol, who says, Morning, guys. Legend. Thoughts on AEW doing a Money in the Bank-style match? I know they did the chip, but the unpredictability of a cash-in with someone like MJF or Mr. Brody Lee would be great and could last a while. And Mark also attaches 
uh, photo of two very good boys with this. But what do you reckon? AEW's own version of Money in the Bank, gift from the gods, whatever you want to call it. Feast or Fire, as our editor Ben Roy suggested. What do you reckon? Um, I think they would do a very good job of it, and I've always been in favour of, well, I mean, if it's a good idea, steal it, man. Like, who cares? Uh, it's pro wrestling, that's what happens. But uh, I, I would prefer them not to go down that route at the moment. I, I think that the title scene is well booked enough, and it doesn't need that level of unpredictability. Okay. I like the idea of it, and I certainly like the idea of MJF holding it. Whether it be, I don't know, like I do like the idea of it being a ring he wears around, but they've already sort of done that gimmick, but who yeah. knows. Let us know how you think that would work, and who you think it'd be good to hold it. Imagine if, no, don't say Marcos done that, that's WWE booking. Jungle Boy held it, for example, that'd be really exciting as well. Uh, let's move on to today's, and finally, uh, shout out to Sal, Evil Dr. Fish on Twitter. Um, who informed us of WWE's gimmick infringement, basically. Um, if you're wondering where they got the idea for El Gran Gordo, and we all know what the translation of that is, uh, possibly from, thank you to Sal who sent us this Sonic X com uh, comic book, I believe, uh, with a sign in the ring, a sign in the crowd even, uh, alongside uh, Hombre Gordo and Sonic You Can't Win. Just a sign that says El Gran Gordo. So if you want to know where WWE are getting their ideas from, there you go. Sonic the Hedgehog, fair play. Uh, Dr. Robotnik might have a thing or two to say about this. Robotnik, by the way, not Eggman. If you say Eggman, you're a dick. It's <laughs> a weird hill to die on, but okay, I'm with you there, brother. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and all today's news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Cool Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including... Oh, it's going to be a good one today. Me and the Dadly Boys reviewing Monday Night Raw. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts, Twitter questions, and just send us pictures of your dogs at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. Uh, the H stands for... Uh, who the hell's birthday is it? I've written it Gareth down. Gareth Morgan. It's Gareth. Gareth Morgan. That's what... You, happy birthday, Gareth. You wonderful beast. Haven't seen him in a long time. Hope to see him soon. Follow him muscles. Happy birthday it? right now on Twitter. At GMorgan04. I really hope I've got that right. No, you know the last time I saw Gareth Morgan, I was shaving his head bald. Oh, so, do you remember there that? There we go. That was <laughs> yes, really cool. I do. That was hazing here at What Culture. But anyway, oh, yes, happy birthday, Gareth. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks, Andy Murray. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.